Today on This Week Health. Ultimately, that is the optimum currency for every living thing. It's the finite amount of time you have. We need to have the first litmus test if it's worth it or not based on time. So if this means that we make our technology landscape a little bit more complex, I'm okay with that. As long as the primary test prevails, which is are we giving back time to our users and our patients. Welcome to This Week Health Community. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Today, we have an interview in action from the 2023 fall conferences of Chime in San Antonio and Health in Las Vegas. And we want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. And they are Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com. And here we go. All right, another interview in action. We're here with Saad Chaudhry with Luminous Health. And this is the first time we're meeting. We are, yeah. But I'm looking forward to the conversation because uh, you have an interesting perspective on the role of healthcare and what healthcare is actually delivering. And I read the article. I'd love for you to introduce it a little bit. Sure, absolutely. So the article you're referring to is this manifesto that I wrote called the Manifesto of Time and it's more personal really it started off more personal than career focused my father passed away at an earlier age over 12 years ago and I got obsessed with this idea of time and our nonchalant approach to it as humans existing in society he was a physician a practicing physician so I was in and, that and, house and you look pretty healthy so <laughs> what, what, was he fairly healthy I assume? He, he was fairly healthy it was a heart attack and a series of unfortunate events after the heart attack was occurring and it, it just it led to his demise and it was sudden it was shocking to the entire family yeah. but after that I became obsessed with this thing to the point where I was kind of wondering why are we wasting time on things that don't add any value to us the folks that we serve, the folks that we work for, and the organizations we work for. And it's kind of seeped into my life in the career side. So I'm currently at a medium-sized health system based out of Maryland. I am the CIO. I have the good fortune to work for a fantastic CEO. She believes in the actual transformation of the operations with technology, so the true digital transformation. And, and so she allows me to ask questions like, these millions of dollars we've been invested in just tech, IT systems, have they actually given any time back to our patients? Because that is ultimately what we're doing. We're giving time back to patients, their existence. You're a philosopher. <laughs> I try to be. I dabble in it as an amateur. <laughs> I dabble in it. Yeah. But you're a full-time CIO. And I, when I think about the CIO role, it's interesting because clinicians have been asking for years to give them time back. That's the exact words they use. That's like, exactly give us time it. back in our day. We want, they want a better quality of life. I want time with my family. I want time, yeah. that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that aspect has to really resonate with them. When you start talking about time, they're like, yes, you value my time, you understand. Now, talk to me about how this technology, how this digital transformation buzzword is gonna change my life. And that's exactly it, Bill. So, the way I've phrased it is, is actually to say, while we in healthcare are in the business of time, Right, So our job is to get somebody their existence allowance, however much that may be. So if you live to 80, that's 700,000 hours, right? It's wow, that you, finite. You've counted hours. I, clearly I've been obsessed about this, right? And so, but we're also on the other hand, stealing little portions of this time. You need to get an appointment, you're gonna be on the phone for half an hour. You're gonna spend 
two hours filling out forms again and again and again. Right. You need to find out if you need a procedure and it's covered by insurance. That's days worth of hold on phone calls. So while we're trying to give you time back, we're also stealing time in the general scheme of things. And it's not just the patients. It's also the clinicians and users, like you said. Is Luminous a payer provider or just a provider? It's just a provider. It's in the state of Maryland, which is a unique state with the all-payer laws. And so that allows us a little bit of the value-based sort of filter and approach in most of the things we do. So really, it's just been that. It is the complexity of healthcare that drives, I'm just talking as a patient now, but it drives us nuts, yeah. right? So it's, I have to get on the phone and make sure I have a primary care provider before I go to see a specialist, before I, whatever. And then each one of those visits is unique and distinct in that it could be a 30 minute wait, it could be a 45 minute wait. It could be that their systems are connected, they're not connected, in which case I'm filling out the same form over and over and over again. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the frustration that we hear on the patient side of it, but they don't talk about time. But that is essentially what they're saying, you're wasting my time. Ultimately, that's it. Ultimately, that is the optimum currency for every living thing. It's the finite amount of time you have. So the way I've cut through all this noise, and, and this is just my perspective, right or wrong, I don't know, is if we are going to be changing something, it has to be a complete spectrum change, not just the system, not just the technology. It has to be operations as well. Right, definitely. And we need to have the first litmus test if it's worth it or not based on time. So if this means that we make our technology landscape a little bit more complex, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with adding yet another system, yet another technology, as long as the primary test prevails, which is are we giving back time to our users and our patients? And case in point, we developed, we custom developed our online scheduling piece. Even though we are an Epic customer and they have those things built out already in the EHR, it wasn't exactly as streamlined as I would have wanted. And so we built it out ourselves. So today, if you were to Google Luminous Health, three clicks, 15 seconds, you'll be at open slots. Oh, wow. Primary care, up to eight specialties. And we don't even know who you are yet. You don't even have to be logged in yet. So my goal with everything has been cut out the time waste in every aspect. And we're doing that internally as well. So we're doing this big, big reform of our entire EHR landscape from the user's perspective, from the physician's perspective, from the nurse's perspective. Everybody's talking about hospital at home, health at home. MarketWatch article states that in-home hospitalizations saves five to $7,000 per episode. And with the economy where it's at, and the pressures that are on health systems, this is an important topic. On December 1st, join us for a webinar with a panel. They're gonna be able to share how they stood up a successful program and work through the complex requirements for helping patients recover in a comfortable and familiar setting. You can register on our website, thisweekhealth.com. Go to the upper right-hand corner. We have current webinars and upcoming webinars. You can register right there. And uh, you could also, in that registration, put any questions you have and we will try to address those questions during the webinar. We love doing that and love having you be a part of the conversation. So I look forward to seeing you there. So before you start a project, we would normally look at an ROI for the project and have that conversation. How do you incorporate time into that? We're gonna give you so many minutes, hours, whatever back essentially. 
So we haven't quite quantified it in just that, in just the time piece. Is but it friction that you're looking at as well? So, well, friction, absolutely. And everybody's talking about that now, the frictionless experience from a operation engagement perspective. But I can tell you that if you actually look at the time side of it, that's the easiest thing to convert into ROI because you already know how much each minute to an hour costs of operations in any given point of your health system, whether it's a clinic, whether it's a clinician working, or whether it's a person at the front desk. And so when you're saying I'm saving X amount of time internally and externally, ironically, that's the easiest to convert into dollars. I'm going to go back to your example. Google search, three clicks, 15 minutes, not even in the system yet. 15 seconds. 15 seconds. And I'm, I'm going back to why we didn't do that. Now, I've been a CIO. It's coming up on, what, seven years now or something. But back when we were trying to do it, if they didn't have a record in the system, it created all sorts of problems for us. Like we didn't have basic information about them and those kinds of things. So we actually tried to fool the system by creating a record while they were doing all that stuff. How do you get around that or get through that? So there's two ways. One of the things we did was the logging in with your MyChart. We took it out of MyChart. We're still using Epic as a source of truth in the data in the back, but we're doing some fancy things up front where if you log in with your MyChart, login and password, you're actually not logging into MyChart. They're actually logging into our website. We never take you into the MyChart portal unless you click on a specific thing that says, take me to the portal. So we personalize your experience through that. If you're logged in, that search that I talked about, the three clicks, is actually better because we know, hey, you're looking for primary care and you've seen this primary care physician before. So as soon as you search, we put that at the top. We float that to the top saying, Bill's going to want to see this person again. But if we don't know who you are, we actually have you fill out your information without logging in and then we match it in the background. So you describe Luminous as a medium-sized health system? It is, it's a 10,000 staff members, 1.5 billion, three hospital, 100 ambulatory facilities. The reason I bring that up is because what you just described is you're utilizing Epic's APIs, essentially. Yes. So you broke that out mm -hmm. and you have some development going on. We do. Okay, it's interesting to me because the larger systems are doing this. They're breaking it down to create a new digital experience, if you sure. will, as, as you go in. The smaller systems tend to be hesitant because they look at it and go, oh man, the, the cost of development and different staff potentially than you have now. How did you get through that? So it's the same thing, the filter. What are we willing to put money and resources into? And I happen to argue that it's better for us to make that frictionless experience upfront where you're saving, you are giving back time to the patient and that should be our priority. So having said that, when we do this as custom development, we know full well that there's a burden we're carrying. And everybody says that. That's why people usually don't do custom development on top of the EHRs. But it allows us to actually have a little bit more freedom on where we can inject users. So if today, for example, it's flu season, right? If you Googled Luminous Health Flu Shots, the first link in Google will inject you right into scheduling your flu shot. No other search, nothing. You will click on it, it'll put you midstream in what is our usual workflow for online scheduling and say, here you go, just click this button and you can schedule. So you guys, the other thing you're describing here is, you guys are SEO ninjas as well. <laughs> We're trying to be, but that's part of the game. And that's, especially if you're in a region, so being in Maryland. But, we have but look, you're saving them time, right? We are. So they're out, we all know they're going to go to Google first mm -hmm. and they're going to do that search. You don't want Luminous, Flu Shot, whatever to be like number 12 on second page. You want it to be up there. Epic. And you want it to be meaningful. Yeah. You don't want to just click on it and it's a definition of what a flu shot is. You want it to be actionable as soon as you click on it. And you can do that 
with the way we've built this out from a custom perspective. Now, having said that, we're longtime Epic customers, coming up 13 years now. Oh, yeah. We know that these kind of things change with time and evolve, and one day Epic is going to be there from a custom perspective where they can allow these things to happen externally, and we reevaluate our footprint at that point. Absolutely. That's an interesting project. Is there another project that sort of illustrates this giving back of time? So I mentioned to the internal side of giving back time to yes. our own users. So we are actually, having been on the EHR for a very, very long time, our workflows have caught barnacles. <laughs> We're in Apple, <laughs> right? So sailing analogies. Right. So we have all these barnacles growing on our workflows. They're crusty. So what we're trying to do is actually reevaluate the entire EHR footprint. That means looking at workflows, almost like a re-implementation. We're doing it under the umbrella of the Epic Refuel, which is a tried and tested method that Epic does promote from right. their perspective. But we're doing it at a more widespread level. And what we're doing is we're saying we stick to foundation build, which is the default build that Epic gives. Yeah. And the percentage that the foundation doesn't cover, we stick to best practices only. We do not stick to personal preference. And we do that because we want to simplify. The most minimum amount of burden we can put on the user, that's the approach we want to take. Wow, so you're going to get back to foundation. Yeah. That's a project in and of itself. It's going to take over a year, year and a half. The thing I really like about this is the way you've integrated the operations and it's just fascinating to me that a lot of times when we're doing these technology projects, we don't want to do the cultural change, we don't want to do, oh, yeah. those are very difficult conversations That's to have. That's a tougher part of this. I think the technology piece is actually the minutest piece it's, of it's this. E it's easy. So you may not be surprised uh, to hear this, Bill, but my co-sponsor for this entire Epic project is my CEO. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I'm on record as saying the head of digital at your organization needs to be the CEO. Absolutely. And people are like, well, they don't have time for that. I'm like, they have to because all of business is digital now and healthcare is becoming digital, so. Sad, thank you for your time. This was a true pleasure. Really, really yeah, appreciate it. Happy to. It's fun. Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conferences. I love hearing from people on the front lines and it is phenomenal that they have taken the time to share their wisdom and experience with the community, which is greatly appreciated. We also want to thank our channel sponsors one more time who invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. They are Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. <laughs>